Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 22 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here to recap Inter's 4-2 win over Sassuolo at the San Siro. Goals from Lukaku in the 41st and the 89th. Uh, an own goal from Ruan in the 55th. Lautaro added his in the 58th. Sassuolo um, had goals from Mateo Sanrique in the 63rd and, and Davide Fratesi in the 77th. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa. I'm joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, there haven't been many fixtures so far during this match day, but in every single one, our opponents around us in the race for the top four have dropped points. And this is this was a huge, huge game. How do you think uh, the boys went about their business today? Are you happy with the win? I mean, obviously happy with the win. Um, and obviously, big shout out. Episode 22, the Diego Milito special episode. Got to call it that. Um, he's coming on, right? <clears throat> he's coming on. He's actually he's said he'll be on. jumping on a little nice. bit later nice. um, to preview the second leg. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I... <sighs> I was a little worried, obviously, with the lineup. Didn't love seeing Handanovic start. Again, we're the only team that has to rotate goalkeepers. and <laughs> It's infuriating, but you know what? The boys got the three points. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. I don't care how it comes. I'm not Like I said, I'm not going to question Inzaghi the rest of the year. Even if I disagree with something, it is what it is. You know what? I mean, we're getting the results at the exact time we need to be getting results. I'm pumped, man. I... <laughs> you can call me stupid, crazy, whatever. I feel like I really feel like we're not going to lose again this season. I really feel like it. Like there's something going. I don't know if they changed the water at 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 the Apiano or something. You know, something's going on here, and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, the it has um, it has a different feel than I think we've ever had during the Inzaghi uh, era at Inter. Um, obviously, you know, missed out on the Scudetto by one point last year, but I think this stretch, uh, and these performances have been the best of, um, Inzaghi's tenure. And it's really, um, again, like, you know, we, we say this all the time, it's coming at the right time. Um, but with that said, I don't think there's ever been a game that perfectly encapu- encapsulates the good, the bad, and the ugly the way that this one did. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's a lot to talk about, and um, why, don't we, why don't we jump right into it? So let's talk about the lineups. Um, heavily rotated, which I'm okay with, right? If the... Mm-hmm. If the impetus is to get Lautaro some rest, if it's to get Barella some rest, especially Bastoni, um, I would have liked to see Acerbi get some rest, but unfortunately we don't have, you know, the kind of depth to be able to to rest them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chalanoglu got some some rest. And of course, Onana, who is so tired right now. So- Exhausted. The most tired goalkeeper in, in all of Europe. I mean... It- is there anybody who runs more than Onana? He Truthfully. works. He works too hard. He works way too hard. They should really tell know, him to slow down. It's. I kind of blame him for for these rotations. It's his fault for him being such a runner, 
such an overly active goalkeeper. Like, right. bro, just you know what? Do what do what Handanovic does. Stand still every now and then. Don't make a save. Don't, don't even bother diving. Don't, yeah, just stand there. Don't move. Um, he's mastered. He's mastered that. So, I think when you look at the performance in the first half, it makes a lot of sense um, based on the rotation that we saw, right? Like there was such a lack of fluidity and it didn't look like the same Inter team that we've been seeing recently because it wasn't. There was too, there are too many guys um, that have been playing so well were, were out today. In terms of who he decided to start, the biggest... I guess the biggest question marks for me, or the biggest question mark, obviously, like the Handanovic stuff, we know um, we know what he's been doing with that. So, you know, there's not much to say. But Gagliardini starting these games, it again, it, it didn't it didn't hurt us today, but what I don't understand is that you've invested money in a player like Aslani, who has a contract and is gonna be a part of your team for the next several years. Gagliardini is leaving. You're not re-signing him, right? Like, I understand wanting to have the veterans in there and, you know, whatever it is, but you had an opportunity today from the first minute to get Aslani good minutes at that Metzala position. Instead, we went with a player who is not going to be a part of the team next year. Um, for me, that was the most that was the most disappointing selection. I mean, you know, yeah, it is, but like I said, I I don't I don't really question it anymore. Like, do I disagree? Absolutely. Do but like I'm I'm starting to just be like, you know what, man? Simone, you've proven me wrong every time. I'm just gonna trust you. You know, I'm just gonna let it go. I, of course I would have loved to have seen Aslani play from the first minute. I would have loved to have seen Onana play, of course. You know, like I feel like this game could have been four six nothing. You know, who knows? But even though we saw in the first half, you know, his limited, just how limited he is. I mean, I've been calling it forever. I mean, Gagliardini is just Declan Rice, but Italian. That's all it is. There's no difference. You can watch both players. Um, and that's really just to troll a few people who love Declan Rice. That I don't really think that, but um, uh, yeah, his contract's up. Listen, the way I see it, we got, what, maybe another month of this, if that. So... <laughs> We can complain about it, but it's the the nightmare is almost over. We'll, we'll be coming through on the other side soon enough. Yeah. So, um, also was happy to see Bellanova get the start today. Oh, yes. um, and I, that's that's another player who, watching him play, his first instinct, and this is my favorite thing about him. His first instinct is to turn turn the play into an offensive move. Whether it is like dribbling, whether it is like a forward pass, like he's always looking to get up the field. Um, and it's a very different play style to, to Dumfries, who sometimes the ball comes over to him and he'll stand on the ball for what feels like an eternity and then and then do a back pass. Um, yeah. And I really, really like uh, I really, really like when Bellanova gets the opportunity to play. Um he obviously is very raw and there's a lot of development that needs to take place. But, and, you know, Nima has said this, that he, he wants him to be a part of the team next year. I am, am fully in that camp as well. Um, I want Bellanova to be, to be on this team looking at him and like his physical potential. He could be, you know, destroying that the right flank at, at San Siro for many years. Um, 
if he's able to reach his potential. And uh, I thought he played well, well today. Yeah, I thought he was great today. Um, loved everything he had. Driving the ball forward, um, his crosses were good. His his pace was unbelievable. Always looking to push to push forward. You know, I mean, and even even look at the the way that he was able to keep uh, Lorient offsides on the goal that was called off in the first half. Uh, Denzel Dumfries does not do that. You know, that turns into a goal that puts us down one nothing early and who knows what happens if that was the case i mean let's be honest we this wasn't our our ideal lineup it's not like the team that we had play against lazio where you could see the potential you could see them growing into you know there, it was ugly the first half um not really many chances created we were pressured the whole time and you could see that they were keeping our whole right side under under attack they knew what we were we were limited with Gagliardini and d'ambrosio um, some people were throwing Bellanova into that, but I I never once, even for, even without the performance today, I never saw Bellanova as a liability. I mean, call me crazy. I don't I don't want him to go. I agree with you and Nima. I think he's someone that should be be here for the future. I mean, there's a player there now. Where do I whether I think he turns into world class? That probably not, but I do think that he could be a good role player in a solid team, and he's someone that I want to see. For the foreseeable future, you know, playing on the right flank for us and hopefully, hopefully uh, the Italian national team. Yeah. And despite the fact that it was given as a Ruan own goal, he was the player that took the shot in order for, you know, for that action to to occur. Um, and again, like I'm just everything I see from him is that the kid has a, a will and desire to push forward. And it's just like exciting. It's not you know, like he's one of the players on the team that has no second thoughts or hesitation when it comes to taking his mm -hmm. man down the line. And that's that's really, really fun to watch. One other selection in the starting lineup that, again, like we know it's coming, um, but really, really underwhelmed with with his performance today was Correa. I mean, I just from the start of his tenure at Inter he's never really fit in like it's i don't i don't think that he is a second striker in a 352 um I, I don't think that he has those qualities they mentioned it on the commentary that lukaku is much more effective when he has a striker like lautaro who plays much closer to him um that can combine with him but korea struggles with his runs in order to 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 get involved um so he ends up dropping deep a lot and there's just way too much space in between him and Lukaku and the team just looks less fluid with him on the pitch. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Gagliardini not being a part of this team. I think that it's time for us to end that Korea experiment as well, because I do believe there are players out there that, that can provide us with a little bit more, um, disappointed in him today. He had an opportunity against Oswaldo and Again, time and time again, it's it's you know the same story when it comes to Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got nothing to to add on to that. You pretty much said everything that I feel, everything that I say, and yeah, let's uh, let's move on to bigger and better players. Hopefully, bigger and better players. Uh, speaking of bigger and better players, the biggest player on the pitch today was Romelu. Lukaku. 
Buon compleanno. Happy birthday. Jaw dropping finish in the first half. Um, Ruan actually throughout the entirety of that first half had did a pretty good job on, on Romelu and, and, you know, just keeping him contained and being physical with him. But he showed on that goal, a quality that very few strikers in this world possess um, in terms of his physicality, how he's able to turn his man and just a rifle into the top corner. That's easily one of my favorite Romelu goals of all time. That was so beautiful. His the way he was able to hold up play and wait for the rest of the team to join up with him. And I mean, <laughs> he still just took it on himself, curled it top corner. Uh, I mean, Lukaku, I am so happy with your play. I'm so happy with what you've been doing, the attitude you've you displayed, the never say die you know the guy just does not quit on anything and even when things aren't going well for him he, the effort is still there which i admire you know yes we get critic we could be critical of him we could be frustrated with him at times but we can never ever ever second guess his effort and assume or think that he's not giving all for the team this guy he bleeds black and blue i mean uh, you know we can make the jokes that he always kisses the badge of every club he's at and blah 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 but, and, and yes that's not I don't miss that. Like I mean, obviously it's noticeable. But when he's here, he's a different guy. He's he's just so focused, and you know, in the past I would have said he's not someone I want to renew. He's not someone I want to keep. But maybe another year loan, and you know, you bring in someone like you know Hretegi and who can back him up and be the third striker. And can kind of grow into it, or and have Jekko there too. Maybe I, I might be okay with it. You know, I mean, I kind of go with the same way that we, you know, allowed Lautaro to grow into being a starter. You know, have him come off. He came off the bench for for Icardi, or he would come in late to play up front with Icardi. And it may not be the worst thing to have uh, Lukaku here. And and you know, and we see how he likes to work with young strikers, and how he likes to give them confidence and allow them to. to you know, he he's definitely a good soundboard. I mean. We saw how he was with Pinamonti. We saw how he was with Esposito. Like, there could be something there. Um, again, that's just, you know, all hypothetical. Nothing is for certain. And, and who knows? Maybe Chelsea keeps him, so it doesn't matter what I think or want. But my goodness, what a beautiful, beautiful first goal. And especially against the run of play. We were obviously not playing well. And for us to get that and grab a 1-0 lead, I think that was very telling of where we are at this point in the season in terms of, eking out wins that in the past this game probably would have ended 2-2, 3-3, whatever. Um, Where now it's like we are just so on such a confidence boost and riding so high that we are able to to eke out these these results and and steal them against, like I said, the run of play. So, I mean, hats off to the boys. So for me... What what indicates to me that Rome is back in his his top form is not what we saw from the first goal. It was the second goal for me. Tight angle, just an absolute brilliant finish. That is a difficult angle. And the people that finish those those type of uh, goals are top, top strikers. And for him to be able to do that um, and put the game to like he opened up the scoring and sent us into halftime with a one nothing lead. 
And then when it's 3-2 and, you know, we're not looking our best towards the end of the game, he finishes the game off. He's in the kind of form right now that, you know, is making me have this internal conversation of maybe maybe we should hang on to him. During the difficult period, we were having a lot of conversations about a squad revolution, right? We did a whole two-hour episode with Sharma about a squad revolution. And now after these, what has it been, seven or eight games, um, I'm, I'm starting to shift my mentality a little bit towards not rocking the boat, but instead, like if you look at the game today, it our depth, we have a lot of players, but the quality of our depth can be improved. And if we can keep Lukaku, keep Lautaro, um, get rid of Correa, bring in someone like Retegi, get rid of Gallardini, bring in, you know, uh, an up-and-coming midfielder. Like, the squad needs a little bit of tweaking and adding some more quality as opposed to a complete revolution um, if we are continuing to to play this way through the end of the season. Yeah, no, I would I would have to agree with you there. Um, yeah, obviously we did that at a time where things were not going well and, and we were very all, all frustrated. But yeah, maybe it could just be some tweaking and retooling. And hopefully, you know, if we're able to, to maybe, you know, win... And, and shock the world with the UCL. Like I said in the last episode, um, maybe entice some foreign investment that would allow us to spend and, and bring in maybe some more top tier talent and stuff to uh, to continue this this rate. And you know, if, if we did win this, the, the next goal for me is, is that second star. That's that's what I want more than anything. I want to see that on the kits in the future. Would be a dream come true um, with a with a sponsor that actually pays us. Imagine that. So. Um, I can't believe yeah. like this is the most iconic sponsor in in football history, and I cannot believe that like we got rid of Pirelli. It's so beautiful. And I, it's so perfect. I mean, for a hundred thousand euros, I feel like Inter should come up with a deal <clears throat> to get that back on. And then what they should do is obviously resell this year's kits with the like the amount of money they would get from that if they decided to do something that crazy. You would get more than the hundred. Like honestly, like if you just took a hundred thousand euros from Pirelli, that's more than what we got from Digital Bits. So who cares? You know, yeah. like it's it's still money in the bank. And it, I mean, I'm I'm saying uh, you know an astronomically low number. Obviously, they could probably get more, but the amount of money you would get from selling the kits, Interisti would eat that up. You would yeah. sell out every size. People would buy sizes that probably don't even fit them just to own it. Like that. That's yeah. That uh, it. It would just. It, for a club that's starving for money, that would just be brilliant, brilliant marketing. So, yeah, those are two of the two of the more egregious things of the Sooning era are um, moving on from Pirelli as a sponsor and changing the logo because this is I love this. Yeah, the logo. crest. Yeah. I don't love the crest. I've got the yeah that that crest. I've got tattooed on me. Yeah. Um. I've actually was was toying. I've been toying with the idea of tattooing the serpent crest um somewhere on me uh but that new one it's so simplistic and so just modern i don't know why it, like what is wrong what, it, it's perfect it looks watered down i yeah i don't know why we switched i don't know why um got rid of the gold completely like it just I don't know. and it's not that i hate it it but it's just it's it, it it feels soulless that's what it feels like to me you know yeah so 
feels unnecessary. But regardless, um, uh, a big win today that puts us at in second place uh, on 66 points. Uh, Juventus has a game in hand, but we do have uh, the advantage. But we don't have nine points being deducted either, so... <laughs> Well, don't don't jinx it. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Oh, uh, bro, they're they're they're. Listen, I I don't know anything, but I know they're going to Serie B, and that's just for me. That's just me saying that. God, I hope so. Um, I so I'm just looking at the standings here. Atalanta is now uh eight points out of uh of Inter. Um. They're seven points out of fourth place. That loss today, I think, I think, you know, puts them out of contention. Roma, I think, also with their injuries, not in contention. So for me, it really looks like Milan Lazio um, are going to be fighting for that fourth. Um, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling much better about our chances at getting top four than at any other point, you know, during the season. Um, I think we've really come through here and. Milan losing against uh, Spezia is that's a pretty big deal. Like Pioli, Pioli messed up that rotation. Um, I, I don't know why you would you would you know sacrifice top four when you're down two nothing in the Champions League. Uh, you know, heading into the second leg, like that's a big ask uh, to be able to qualify for the Champions League by winning it at this point and they should have focused on their league game today um, I know this is an interpod but what what did you think of uh, Milan's approach today <laughs> um, you know I think uh, they tried the same thing that we did in terms of rotation I think they were looking ahead to the Champions League second leg, um, but they overlooked their opponent this time, and they got burned by a Inter Academy player in Salvatore Esposito, who, you know, someone had mentioned to me that they saw him as a poor man's Rodrigo De Paul, and I would agree. The he, guy's got a motor. Yeah, he's he's, he's he's a fantastic little player. You know. I, I was excited for Spezia when they signed him in January. Other people kind of laughed at me. They thought he was overrated. Some people called him shit. Um, and I remember I remember who they are. So it was nice to see this kid. You know, they, want, <laughs> they were calling him that because he came from Serie A B. And I said, give him time. This was only his 12th game in Serie A. You know, not for nothing, but guys like Marcelo Brozovic needed more than 12 games to get acclimated in Serie A. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, like, let's give the kid a chance. Obviously, Roberto Mancini saw something in him. He was he was willing to call him up to the national team and let him play in some Nations League games. And look, and look at what he was able to do. A beautiful, like, his set pieces have been a weapon for him since before he got here. Yeah. You know, so that he has a beautiful corner kick that leads to a goal. And then he takes a fantastic free kick that beats, I mean, he hasn't looked at it lately, but arguably the best goalkeeper in Serie A in Mike Magnan. Huge win. Huge win for Spezia. I mean, and I want them to stay up. I want Hellas Verona to go down. You know, I would hope, I, I, I think, I'm a big fan of their stadium. I know some people aren't. I'm a big fan of Liguria in general. I think it's such a beautiful area, and I think it's... Uh, it's got to be represented in Serie A. So, I mean, I hope that, that Spezia can pull it off and, and maintain 
um, you know, st- staying in uh, in Serie A would be huge for them. So yeah, let's let's jump back to uh, Inter because Nima just texted me saying that we're going to put him out of business um, with the Italian football podcast if we if we start covering the whole league. So. Uh, jumping back to uh, to Inter, a couple other noteworthy things. No, let's let's put him out of business. <laughs> a couple other noteworthy things. Um, so Gosens is back. Fucking thank God. Um, he is likely going to play an important role for us in that in the second leg um, because Di Marco has been you know with with Gosens out. Di Marco has been working really hard, so I'm happy to see. That he's back in. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was Aslani, he had 30 minutes today. Um, and he had them mostly at Metzala, which I personally really want to see more of him at Metzala because it's his easiest path into the starting 11, right? You have to spell Mikitarian as he's getting older. Um, and uh, I thought he, I thought he, played well today but he was obviously a little bit uncomfortable um because he wanted to you know he was sort of occupying the spaces that at a gista would as opposed to um you know being a box-to-box midfielder but um i'm happy that he was able to get on the on the pitch at least today yeah i mean uh, minus the one error i would say in defense and in covering uh, fratesi on that second goal but you know, I I can't really fault him. You don't you, if you don't get enough playing time, you don't you know. It, it's easy to kind of you know maybe Lou have lapses in judgment. Does does it mean it's okay? Absolutely not. But I think when you're not being utilized and you're not being allowed an opportunity to to understand your responsibilities and and get familiar with with actually playing, you know, it's one thing to take it from practice to the field. It's it's another thing to actually play it out. So. Um, I'm sure he'll grow from this. He's still a young player. I'm not. I'm not too concerned with it. Um, but yes, I was glad he was able to get 30 minutes. And I think at least in the attacking third, he showed you know again more promise, a little bit of a hunger for for creativity and having the ball at his feet, which you know demanding the ball has never been a problem of his. So I mean, yeah, hats off to uh, Simone for doing the right thing and, and rotating early and allowing these a lot of these guys who haven't been able to to play or play much to to come on and and have impact and, and play important minutes. You know, it was like you said, it was good to see Gozens come on. Um, I was glad that Jekyll got, you know, rest the whole game. And like you said, with Hakan and, and Barella getting rest the whole game. I mean, this is the ro- the way he's been able to rotate within reality. You know, some people say, oh, what a deep team. Look what they're able to do compared to Milan. Well, compared to other teams, I still think it's not that much. You know, it's it's not like, you know, we're starting Roberto Gagliardini for crying out loud and Danilo D'Ambrosio in important games. It's not like we have this team that's like just yeah got a laundry list of, of stars at every position. So that's that's why like you know I go back to maybe a, a revolution is not needed. It's just like add a little bit <laughs> add a little bit more quality in terms of your depth, um, and it could go a long way because <clears throat> I do believe in in the rotation. Um, you know, footballers play way too many matches. Um, and we've seen it this year, you know, with major injuries to some key players. So, um, you know, for sure want to add some, some more depth to the squad. Um, so this is obviously an inter win pod, which we've been doing a lot of recently and it's, it feels so good, but I, I have to, Bro, why are you trying to kill the mood, bro? I'm not trying to kill the mood. I'm not trying to kill the mood. I'm not trying to kill the mood, but but 
Uh-oh. Uh, see? Always a but. Listen. We... Uh, you know what? Shame on Sassuolo. Shame on <laughs> Sassuolo. Where is he going with this, people? Because... Where, I'm curious to see where he's taking this. There was a cardboard cutout of a footballer in net for today that <laughs> does not move a yard in either direction, whether it's coming out for a cross or whether it's going for a shot. I... The... The visual of every time a goal is scored on Andanovic and him <laughs> being just right in the middle of the goal, never making an attempt, it's so shocking. I understand that he's old, but what what is happening? Like, is it his reaction time? Like, he literally can't react anymore? Reaction time. There is no reaction time. Did you see him react to that shot from Pinamonti? I... Bro, that was the slowest roll, and he was still late to dive. If Pinamonti scored that, I probably would have lost my mind and thrown my TV out the window. It's making me, like, actually, you know, consider, like, is Cordaz probably a better, like, would he actually be a better option than... Don't don't say that, because Nima, Nima gets very upset when I suggest that. He gets so angry, because he thinks there's nothing that Cordaz can... And I was like, do you not remember how Crotone used to give us fits when he was in net? Like we would win a game one nothing against Crotone. We it's not like we did anything special. Like Cortash was I mean, granted, it was what, two two years ago, three years ago now? So I I don't mean listen, I, I would want to play Cordas. I also think that we sh- I, I told I said it, I don't remember when, but I did say that like, you know, if, if we got this top four done and dusted, we know he's retiring at the end of this. Like, why not just let throw him out there? He can't be worse. Like he can't. He can't. I'm sorry. He can't be worse, but yeah, I you know, it's obviously it obviously has everything to do with like respecting him as the captain and a veteran that's likely, you know, that is going, you know, experiencing his last year at Inter after being a servant for the club for so long. Um, but it is like very nerve-wracking. Um when Sassuolo, you know, came back from three goals down to get within a goal. I, I mean, you never want to have this thought, but I was thinking, like, should we sub out Handanovic as soon as possible? Because, <laughs> like, he, like, you just feel he's such a liability back there. And this is not like a referendum on what he's given to the club over many, many, many years. Um, but, like, you had tweeted it out. It's been several, like, the decline has been very, very steep and very very obvious for a good amount of time now and at what point is the conversation had with him like you're not <laughs> it, should, it should have been had five years ago buddy like i've been over and the thing is i used to love him i love yeah. batmanovic now now i've turned into like it's a complete 180 for me i don't i get anxious when i see him i get anxious when a ball is shot at him if if I'm I'm gonna copy Roy Hudson and say if I'm Sassiwolo, I would have been taking shots every chance I had at this guy because if you just pick a corner, it's likely going in. The guy does not move from the middle, and then he looks at his defense as if to blame them. And that's not to say that the defense was not at fault at all for any, either of those goals. But you also expect your goalkeeper to make like that's the thing. Like the defense could have played like this today. And if Onana's in net, I'm not saying he saves both, 
But I'm saying I feel like there's a better chance he saves both. I, he might have let a, both goals in. There's a 100% chance that he would attempt, make an attempt make on the ball. Make an attempt, exactly. And who knows if he gets lucky? Who knows if he gets a strong enough fingertip to it and push it around the post? Who knows? But, yeah, this uh, the Handanovic experience. I want to look at our please. fixture list to just see how many more games of this we... Well, we're going to have the Coppa Italia final. Because oh, Nima's man, already told dude. us all that he's starting that game, so apparently, apparently, Insagi does not want to win that trophy. Um, we're gonna have the we got what we got Napoli. Holy shit, we dude! Our, we have like we actually have three games left. Napoli, Fiorentina. Oh uh, no! Well, in the league, Napoli. What is it? Atalanta and who else? Torino. And Torino, not easy games. Torino is always no. a, a tough team for us too. Of course. Atalanta, I would say too, and Napoli. I mean, maybe Napoli doesn't take it seriously since they won already, and they're like, "Hey, we'll we'll let we'll let Inter, you know, beat us again, and then I'll still be able to rub it in Napoli's faces that we're undefeated against against them if we do that." But they they have to start Onana in the Napoli game because if he's not, like, even though they don't care that much, they're gonna score they're like scoring. six or seven, <laughs> and that's scoring. not you don't want that kind of vibe. Uh, especially if yeah, you're going no. into two finals in the Coppa Italia and the Champions League, like, no. <laughs> so Fiorentina, I guess he'll start. If if yeah, it looks like we're gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. Like, I, I do think we're gonna secure top four, but it looks like all these games are still gonna you matter, think, dude. I'm I'm so confident we're we're keeping top four. Just because well, Milan if, is faltering, bro. Milan is dying. We we broke them, and Nazario said it best. Like, <laughs> and Spezia just finished them off. Like, we broke them, and then and Spezia just came in and. <laughs> sweeped it up bro like just if, if just you don't if, lose if they against... score a goal against us i'll be shocked that's how i'm feeling ideally also, I'm glad that we don't go ahead sorry no go ahead no no no. I, it had nothing to do with, with what we're talking about okay. I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at myself in camera and i'm laughing and i'm glad we don't live stream this <laughs> you look like a, a baby i'm, I'm baby literally swaddled up, for, for those who don't, I'm literally wrapped in a blanket. I set my AC to 65 because it's so hot outside to me. And I'm loving being cold. Yeah, I'm sitting here sweating too. Um, so if you if you get three points against Napoli, then I think then I think it's over. It that's accounting for Juventus's get Juventus getting points uh take on, taken off. If you win against Napoli, I think that, that that puts you, you know, squarely in top four, assuming that you don't drop both games against Atalanta and, and Torino. Like you could probably lose one. I'm gonna say, yeah, we get lose. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, we could lose the Napoli game because they're already ahead of us. And as long as we get maximum points from Torino and Atalanta, I think we're fine. I just want to secure it as early as possible so that there is. Bro, there's nothing more. We got time. We're five points ahead of Milan right now. You think they're gonna catch us? And with no, three games left, I get five nervous. Points? I get nervous, man. I get nervous. Shinkwebund, they're gonna catch us? No shot. All right. So, um, yeah. I mean, this game might 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 prove to have been bigger than um, 
we could have imagined with the teams around us dropping points. Obviously, mm-hmm. this was a massive, massive W, massive W. So let's let's throw our support behind uh, Tiago Mota um, against Roma. Tiago Mota. Chagamut against Roma. Um, that's going to be a tough game for them for sure. Bologna has been. Bro, you, I'm, you know, you know, I'm heavy on the Bologna train. So yeah, let's. Yeah, I'm they've doing good. Or so, or Solini masterclass incoming. Well, Bologna, Fiorentina, Udinese, Torino, and Monza. That's one, two, three, four, five teams are all tied on 46 points. No one can catch Atalanta in seventh, but they're all tied for sixth. Um, and potentially, potentially eighth place could be a European like a conference league spot. So they are going to be playing for, with something to prove those teams. So this, yeah, this, will be a fun, this will be a fun finish. For as dominant as, as Napoli's campaign was, the rest of the... Um, the rest of the the league table has been, you know, pretty awesome. Um, the battle for top four, which I, some teams are fading right now, and it's kind of taking the steam out of it a little bit. Like Lazio and and Milan are really, um, yeah, bottle jobs so far. Um, but you know, which even the great because Mar- Maurizio Sarri, according to Nima, is the next <laughs> the next evolution of Milan <laughs> Milan soccer. So if he's gonna go to Milan and bottle them there, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh my god, Sarri! But we have the most entertaining coaches in any league in the world. That's for sure. Not even a question. I think we have the best coaches in any league in the world. I agree, and I'm not. I really think that. I agree. Um, I have one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we jump off. Um, I are are you buying into the Fratesi hype? Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was a good player all game. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he played well. Um, I think that, that doesn't mean I think he's worth forty million. But yeah, I think he's a, a a good player. That's what I took away from it. Like I I think that his ceiling might be Mkhitaryan. Um, but the way he's being talked, mm. I think so. I, I, I do think so. Mm. He has, he has a, seven league goals this season. How many does Mickey At have? At Sassuolo, bro. At Sassuolo. At Sassuolo. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't know that I'm, I'm on the Fratesi train. Um, I I'm, think I'm, I'm on the Fratesi train heavy. I think if he goes to Roma, or well, I mean, we all know he Roma want him back because he's a Roma Academy player. Which shout out Roma for for including him in the deal that sent Defrel to to Roma, and then they ended up sending Defrel back. It's just so oh, classic Roma. Like you have these players, and then you give them up, and then you're begging to get him back. I mean, it's uh, Zaniolo Nangolan all over again. Ooh, yeah, yeah, for a period of time. That that looks yeah, 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 that yeah, looks yeah, bad. Yeah, now yeah. it doesn't. Now it doesn't look so bad. But now it doesn't look so bad. But yeah, for a little bit, we were I, a little upset. I think that I it the way that I feel also might be because I hated that celebration that he had afterwards. Like I know, like you know, big time scoring against Inter, but I just like is that why you're upset? Bro? I think That's so. Like I, I think That's so. Like, I would celebrate the same. I mean, like, I was more upset. 
I was more upset when Di Marco celebrated his winner for Parma against Inter. Yeah, that is that is not that upset good. me. Not good. I mean, he came back and, and you know, he, I mean, he apologized after it, but initially I was very upset because I remember I'm like you were with the Curva and then you celebrated first I mean, it was a banger of a goal. I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I mean, whatever. Neither here. Nor, listen, water under the bridge. I'm over it. He's uh, but this I don't know. It didn't bother me with Fratesi. I honestly don't even remember it to be honest. Like, I mean, I was more shocked that he got that open and that he was like, let him slip in. But yeah, I mean, it. to me, it's a, it is a, it is a big deal to score against Inter you know, at the San Siro. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, I don't know. I guess I'm just too much of a homer to be uh, to be yeah, unbiased I, I get there. It, I get it. All right, uh, man of the match, Romelu Lukaku. Clear? No question. No question. Clear. No question. Birthday boy, man of the match. He did it for Meg the Stallion. You know, I mean, two in the net and then two in. Never mind. Stop it. But- <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, but, man, yeah, no. Good for. I mean, listen, notice how he's been playing better since she was at the San Siro. I mean, just I'm just saying. I'm just. I don't think it was coincidence. That reminds me of the uh, always sunny in Philadelphia meme with oh, know, yeah, connecting yeah. all the dots. Connecting all the dots with Pepe Silvia. With Pepe Silvia. Um, yeah, Romelu, clear, uh, clear man of the match. Bidone, I would say probably Handanovic because he didn't. I don't think he like played today. Handanovic. I don't think that. Oh. I think that I I could have done better in that today. Andanovich, would I give it to him? I'm trying to think. Did anybody else frustrate me more? The only other one yeah, could be no, Correa. Uh, I would say either him or I guess either him or or D'Ambrosio was pretty awful. Or, or Gallia, actually Gagliardini. I'll give it to Gagliardini. <clears throat> I wish Monza would have coughed up the 15 million they supposedly were willing to pay for him. That would have imagined 15 million to get for this bum, but. Um, it, is what it, is. it is what it is. Uh, all right, big win, second place in the league. Uh, 66 points have uh, a one point lead over the current fourth place uh team, Lazio, but we have a five point lead over our cousins, Milan, which feels much better. Next up, Milan at the San Siro, second leg of the Champions League semi final. The emotions. Uh, that are on deck right now um, are quite quite sky high. Uh, and I, I'm not... I don't know how I'm going to react, but I know that it'll be very emotional <laughs> to, to get the, to. The Curva are planning something they're saying that has never been done before and never been seen. They've been planning it supposedly for like a month. Well, now we get three-fourths of the stadium... Bro, I am so excited to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be massive. It's massive, the, massive, massive. It's the biggest Inter game in in ten years, um, and I'm really excited for it in more than ten years. So, the next time you'll see us will be Tuesday, and um, hopefully, it'll be a great pod. In the words of the great Roberto, wait, Oscar, wait, oh. time out, hold on, before oh. you start that. I just want everyone to know 
something big could be coming. A couple things, a couple big things could be coming for this podcast. So just be be ready. You're being warned. We're excited about it. Um, Alessandro wanted to get Mo, Nima, Sharma for a potential Champions League final preview. And that's definitely going to happen if we if we get there. So we, we've already spoken to them. They're on board. Fuck yeah. So that'll be massive. And a very, I'm, I cannot wait for that. Um, and then something else that we can't even talk about yet. But we're excited about that too. Stay tuned. We appreciate you guys listening more than um, more than you know. So thanks for sticking with us through the tough stretch and hope that you've <laughs> really enjoyed um, the good stretch. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.